What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Cressy Cast. Back from a hiatus. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with uh, Cole Heck. I'm here with uh, some long-term guests, Malachi and Kenny. How you boys doing today? We're doing pretty good. Pretty good. How are you, Lewis? Pretty pretty good. <laughs> the enthusiasm's there definitely today. Um, so yeah, I know you guys both went ice fishing quite a bit, and always sent me Snapchats about how you guys were ice fishing. So why don't you go ahead and uh, you know tell me how it was. No, the ice, the ice, you know, kind of came late this year, later than it typically would. So, uh, I think the season was a little bit different than it normally would be. Also, a um, little bit more adjustments, and the fish, the fish didn't seem to be in the same spots that they normally would be, at least for me. Yeah, it was definitely a, a brief season. Um, it was a really good season, but it was only about a month long. Um, caught a lot of fish nonetheless but it was it was interesting because first ice i felt like the fish were more in mid to late ice mode as opposed to first ice mode because it was it was like what second week of february or something yeah it's kind of like jumping into the spawn at like the end of july you know it's it's like completely different you don't really know what you're walking into yeah i was getting snapshots from you guys like left and right and you know i got a little jealous but i also like don't care for ice fishing that much so i was also like that's ah, whatever. <laughs> so did you guys get any like memorable days out of it or just kind of all average days? I mean, for me, it was every day was pretty much average. There weren't any real spectacular days. Uh, cause I mean, we were mostly, I mean, at least me, I was mostly fishing for pan fish. So, um, you know, every day would, it seemed like at four o'clock the bite would turn on. And then after that you'd catch quite a few and then the, every day would just be like that. Yeah. And Ben was up there killing it in Minnesota. The whole time we were down here, you know, fishing for little dinks. Well, we, I say, you guys, fishing for little panfish and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's got a completely different ice season up there. He's yeah. not chasing little crappies around. They got two foot of ice right now, and we're we're starting walleye fishing and stuff. So yeah, walleye. Uh, Elliot, and you know Elliot, right? From high school. Yep. Yeah, he caught two that first warm day, and I was like, they're already in there. It's usually, I mean, it takes a couple, it takes a week or two for warm weather for that water to get warm but i guess it didn't really freeze even duck hunting and goose hunting this season the river like didn't freeze all the way like any day i was out there it seemed like uh last thursday and friday there was people out fishing and they didn't catch anything then all of a sudden saturday you started seeing pictures and videos and people holding not not a limit but like one or two fish well yeah that's pretty average even for like regularly early season but this is like i feel like it's so early because it like the weather just clicked on Mm mm-hmm and that guy got that steelhead, too, out of there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just getting that that ice melted. I think as soon as that ice melts, those walleye know it's time. Like, I mean, the water doesn't need to be over 40, and those those walleye start pushing up the river and start getting ready to spawn. So. Yeah, they need to spawn. I mean, that's the circle of life. They, they need to do it. They're going to push up there eventually. But I'm glad it's here. Raise this time. Three seventy degree days in a row or sixty degree days in a row. I went golfing. I didn't go fishing. I went golfing. And it was great. But Kenny, you had some notes about your strategies for ice fishing. Why don't you go through some of your uh, your notes that you had for us? Well, I just had notes that generally uh you we I was finding crappie in twelve to eighteen foot of water, uh soft bottom. Not necessarily I, I had a lot of trouble this season finding grass and vegetation it seems like a lot more than i would normally have trouble trying to find that and then bluegills in three to ten awesome soft bottoms i don't know why but it seems like 
we couldn't find the vegetation we were normally looking for. Like it just wasn't there. You tell me in Ohio with like the most weeded over ponds, you couldn't find weeds. No, we couldn't. I, I think part of it was because the ice was so late because there was ice or, I mean, it was cold and there was ice bef- well before you could actually ice fish. So I think a lot of that grass and stuff where fish would have clinged on to, um, like for first ice, that stuff was all dead by the time we were able to get on the ice. So they were more keyed in on, on just basins and drop-offs and things. Maybe structure, if there was solid structure, like trees and stuff. That's that's mostly what I caught fish on this year. I don't know, too, if that, that what you said makes sense, too, but I don't know if it also had to do with how hot the water temperature was over the summer. It seemed like we had above average water temperature, especially when I went up north over uh, two weeks in July, we went up there and the water temp was like 85 degrees at the surface. And they're like uh, a month and a half after we left, there was a huge fish kill in one of the main places that we fish. But I don't know, that could help weed grow too. So I'm not too yeah, sure about that. Definitely hotter weather would definitely help like weeds grow. But then, you know, I'm not, I'm no marine biologist, so I don't know what that does with the water or the oxygen level. If they were, since there was so much oxygen, if they were lower, not huddled up together or, you know, I don't know. I'm not a marine biologist, but I also don't ice fish. So, but Kenny, you talked about how you put your little fish finder on like a, a big screen or whatever. It was like playing video games. So explain that. What did, what did you do? What do you mean? Yeah. So I used to have a Garmin striker four and that was on a little tiny ammo can and I had a battery stored inside that. And cause that has a flasher mode on it. It actually works pretty good. The flasher. And then I switched and took my graph off my boat, which is a Lawrence uh, hook to, it's a seven inch. And I got a ice fishing transducer from Lawrence for that and put that on a can, like a bigger ammo can, put a battery and all that and insulate it with foam. So the battery doesn't die when it sits on the ice. And that worked pretty good. It was almost like fishing on a TV screen. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of fun. When you took us the first time with the flasher, never used one. And that was like a whole bunch of fun. Then I've always wanted to go like my uncle. He would put the cameras down and like to look at the fish. Dude, I watched so many like uh, videos on YouTube and TikTok of just people just yanking fish up on the camera. I did. I got an opportunity to do that um, in February, and uh, this kid he lived on the lake that we were going to, and he had been going to the spot right off the end of this guy's dock where the guy he sinks Christmas trees every year, and he's got brush and Christmas trees and stuff down there. So we just put the camera right down, turn it upward, and there's just, like, cover galore, and there's crappie and bluegills and bass all over it. It was really cool. Got to yank them up on cam? Oh, yeah. So it's actually proven that you can catch fish, Malachi. Yeah. It's on video. Yeah. 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 Took a lot of practice, but here I am catching fish, finally. You know what I miss, though, and can't (laughs) wait to get for it? Those, you know, Saturday morning tournaments at, uh, that, who, is it your friend that hosts them or whatever? Yeah, I'm just a couple guys I know. Ah, I miss those. I mean, we you fished a couple of them, right? Me and you fished one of them together. Yeah, we've actually, uh, Malachi and I talked a little bit about maybe doing our own thing like that. Oh, really? Just setting up a schedule, like maybe Hudson, Devil's Round, I don't know, what other lakes. Yeah, I I wrote up a schedule, but... um, Not anything huge, maybe like <clears> eight, <throat> eight, eight boats or so, just keep like it. That. I mean, keeping it small, I mean, you know, if we ask... 20 people total assume you know six six, six, to, six to ten are gonna come each yeah. week that would be fun it would be fun i mean even yeah just fishing against people for like so, a little bit of, a little bit of money is always a little fun yeah just like a cheap you know 30 dollar buy-in or something and about. we were also thinking about maybe doing instead of doing it by weight doing it by length so if you don't have a live well or 
maybe if we all got the same scale or something, taking a picture of it, just so people who don't have live wells can join in on it too. Well, isn't that how we did it at Hudson? We just kind of like weighed it, took a picture, wrote it down. We did that at uh, round. I think at we, Hudson we, we, we did, did length. We still did scales though, didn't we? Did I don't we? remember. I thought we did. I thought we did total weight. Or yeah, I, I do think it would be. It'd be more consistent. Um, definitely having everybody had the same bump board or something, mm-hmm. doing it that way because those electronic scales. I mean, they're pretty good, but now and then somebody's just weighs in heavier than others. And yeah, even if you others. have the same brand, they still change from day to day. I don't know yeah, exactly. I yeah, think exactly. it's just because they're cheap. But exactly. So I, like, I try to get those ones that always weigh heavier. <laughs> yeah, it puts me ahead. Yeah. No, that'd definitely be a good idea. Like just little small tournament fishing like that. Oh, I can't wait to get after it. We got the walleye run first, white bass. Ken, are you doing any white bass fishing this year? I might. I've never really done, got really hard into white bass fishing, but because that's usually about the time turkey season and uh, the spawn starts to roll around. So I've never really been a hard white bass fisherman, but I'll give it a try. Wasn't there fall turkey this year in Lucas? Or yeah. did you go out of Lucas? No, I went out of Lucas. I actually shot a turkey in Lucas this fall. Oh, yeah, because I know they had fall turkey, and I thought, I mean, usually because they don't, I had to ha- used to have turkeys all over my deer stand, literally right across the street here. Can never shoot them because they never had fall turkey, so that was also cool to see. Yeah, in the fall you can actually shoot a hen too. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a tom. Did you just get one? Yeah, just one. You can only get one in the fall. Gotcha, dude. I'm not gonna lie. That picture of you walking out of the woods with your turkey, you looked like the ultimate bushman. <laughs> Thanks. It was a pretty cool picture. Thanks. I'm trying turkey. to get it on an advertisement for something. But... <laughs> bushman America. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be I'll be turkey hunting this spring about the time white bass rolls around so i've never really been that much into white bass fishing but best thing about white bass man is you don't even have to get into it that much you just go cast them with an underspin in there that's white and you catch fish also something i saw that i'll have to double check on but it looked to me when i read the regulations like they're limiting white bass to 30 a day yeah instead of unlimited. 30 a day instead of a trunk load yeah, <laughs> yeah like a like a <laughs> <laughs> i think the walleye population is what's Killing every 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 other population from smallmouth to uh, perch and white bass now. Maybe not killing them, but pushing them off of where they usually are. Because even um, we've had some trouble catching smallmouth in the in the lake this this past year. And when that you know booming walleye population, how much bait fish are they eating? Pushing the uh, smaller fish off, you know. They're definitely they're definitely getting uh, a little overpopulated. Um, it doesn't help that they're. They're the fastest growing walleye in the world, so you got to consider they're eating like so much. And <laughs> yeah, if you just look at your graph and you're trolling like Erie or whatever, oh yeah, you, you got to think 90% of your marks, like your good marks, those are walleye. That's, that's, I that's always outrageous. consider a mark a walleye. At that oh point. yeah, yeah, it's outrageous, <laughs> especially during like this time of year. Every mark is a walleye that's coming up to spawn, but dude, like they they get so big too. I mean, even with the limit being six a person, still like. It'll be good. I think it might even out being six a person because, I mean, think about it. In three days of fishing, if you limit out, that's 18 fish, you know, besides the, the 12. So you're you know, six more fish, you know, every two days. I think it could definitely help even it out, but I still think they might put it up to eight in maybe a year or two, depending on what the population does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw a report by the DNR that we're at or near record walleye population in Lake Erie. That's insane. They did really good on the conservation. But now we gotta catch them and eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we gotta we gotta do our part. And <laughs> it's funny because everything them. else you you hear these old folks talking about like the good old days, and it's fun. It's weird to think that now we're like this is the good old days. Possibly this, this is it yeah. Is. When my dad was like our age, the limit was ten. Yeah, and they go down to the warm water offshoot <laughs> on Davis Bessie and fish, but now you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and they just you know catch them catch them by the dozens there. 
that's what they're saying. They're like, you know, you hear guys talking about, yeah, back in the eighties. You know, like in previous years, it's a back, back in the eighties. Back in the, we'll be saying back in the twenties, man. <laughs> yeah, they say back in the eighties, it was this good. Well, now all those guys, at least this year and last year, they're like, at least from what I've heard, they're like, yeah, this is as good as it's been. Like this is just as good as the eighties. Yeah, the popul- We did the DNR did a good job repopulating the lake. I mean, it definitely the population got low there for a little bit, and that four fish limit in the river sucked. I mean, you go out there on a good day. I mean, even Kenny, you've how many times have you limited out, Kenny, on a good day? Like, how fast? Um, I think the fastest ever, and I'm not the greatest walleye fisherman. Either am I. For I'm, sure. I don't, I, think, I don't, you know, make it a, a career of mine. I think but. the fastest I've ever done the six fish limit, that was about an hour. Yeah, and like a good day like that, even in the river, lake, or whatever, you can limit out four to five minutes to an hour. When I was fishing, like, I think I was still in high school, the fastest I've ever limited out, and it was just four, but it was 45 minutes. And we just, just stayed there so one of our other friends could finish limiting it out, too. <laughs> yeah. that's Those days are fun. That's what makes you, like, keep, com- keep coming back to the river, days like that. Like, tomorrow I don't have class. I might be going to the river tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't keep coming back with the slimy rocks and smelly, dirty water. Yeah, and snapping off and retying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fingers falling off because you're so cold, getting wet, and catching suckers all day and snagging. Oh, it's, it's not fun mm-hmm. when you do that. It's really not. <laughs> But, you know, going to the lake kind of makes you uh, a little blessed. Uh, you just went to the lake. Yeah, I went to the lake a few times over the winter, and it <laughs> kind of makes me not even want to bother with the river because Dude, right? It, it was so good. I mean, the amount of fish that just sit out there all winter long. You're the, comfortable. Just a, a quarter mile out. I yeah, mean. like you're comfortable. You're not fighting for a spot. You're just yeah. out there fishing, catching big old and, walleye. And you're in and out. I mean, that one day in December we caught – our two man limit in Michigan in literally an hour, like it, line in to line out. It was like an hour and five minutes or something. Was, do you, now, do you have a, did you have a live well on your boat? Yeah. So yeah. what we did, me and my buddy Hunter, we, we caught our limit, our two man limit on jigging. And then we went out and trolling for some big ones and we called a couple of them. So mm-hmm. that's what we did to get you know, at least two big ones, one for each of us. So you can, you know, reel in a big one. Yeah. We didn't even bother jigging. Um, I'd like to do, jigging is really fun, but well, hey, I know but, a guy that makes uh, hair jigs. I guess they're pretty good. I've used them. Yours? Yeah. <laughs> you still make them? I still make them for uh, mostly friends, friends and family. Well, you know, I still sell them, but not on the scale like I used to, just because you know, with you know, school internship and also the time it takes for a single operation is making those for like to sell on wholesale is not not that uh, feasible anymore. Yeah. With the lack of time. Right. Kenny, have you been out to the lake any time recently? No, I don't. I I've, I've been out perch fishing on the lake, but I've my uncle's got a boat, but I don't really walleye fish the lake too much. I'd like to. Hey, you got to start. Maybe take your boat out there this season. Yeah, there's no one to argue with out there though. Yeah, it's the river. Arguing, there's plenty of people to argue. Yeah, with. Arguing is kind of funny, now. <laughs> Some people go there just to argue. It feels like. When did uh, it was me, you, and Ben that went last time, and we didn't catch up. Well, you caught a fish right at the end, didn't you? Yeah, like the last fifteen minutes of legal light. Oh, that was... And it was not a big fish. It was a little guy. Wasn't that, it, like, was barely barely keeping? Yeah. Barely a keeper? That was, that was like, early season, though. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah, it was very early. It was still tough. I thought it was, like, getting really close to prime time. But, no, prime time was still, like, a month after that because we had, like, no winter last year. Yeah, I think it'll be really good next week after we get that warm rain comes down the river. Well, the rain was supposed to happen today. Yeah, but it still rained a lot in Indiana, though. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it'll get high because I heard like Fort Wayne, like near Fort Wayne, there's like a massive 
rainstorm down there. You got a lot of rain out there. Our rain here, like, went went nowhere. Yeah, I had, I mean, well, because I went golfing yesterday because it's high winds and rain today. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's go Wednesday, get out there. And then, you know, figuring rain, it's been sunny all day over here. And I was like, man, I should have went to the river. Well, me and Malachi were about to go to the river before, you know, we were doing this. And then he got called back to work. <laughs> it rained the whole time I was in Defiance today at that one job. It rained the whole time. How so bad? It was, like, pretty hard. I mean, it's definitely, you'll definitely notice the water level come up probably tomorrow. Yeah, that warm water is going to push out to the lake in maybe a week, finally get to the lake and bring all those fish in, so... Yeah, say in a, in a week, maybe Wednesday, we'll probably start getting, like, it'll be good. It'll be, probably be good it'll Wednesday. Be, it'll be good. Worth going week. down, probably. If the, I mean, regardless on the air temp, because, you know, I'll go out there if it's cold. But, yeah, it'll probably definitely be good with water temp and walleye the population down there. But yeah, I'm still just definitely waiting for white bass. I miss that. Kenny, you got to take your kayak out with me, and we'll go. We'll we won't eat them. We won't keep any of them. Do you guys white bass fish clear up? Like in Grand Rapids? I've never white bass fish in Grand Rapids. No, I always go down by Perrysburg. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how far they They, they go all the way up. Yeah. yeah, they go all the way up. But, um, yeah, I think Mommy Tackle's still having that walleye bounty hunt. I think we should get on that. Over the white bass? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the uh, white bass bounty hunt, not the walleye bounty yeah, hunt. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll sign up for that. You don't even have to sign up. Oh, you don't? You just no, catch you just, the biggest fish and yeah, show Yeah, you, you got to beat, beat the state record, which is oh, yeah. 4.1 pounds. And it, <laughs> that was caught last year, wasn't it? No, that was caught a while ago. Oh. I think in like the eighties. Yeah, you ain't gonna catch it. I can't imagine catching a four pound. There's gotta be. Bass. Oh, there's gotta Dude, be one in there though. You, you know how many white bass I catch that are around two to three pounds? That's crazy. That's like there's definitely like some bigs there. I've never. I guess I've never really fished for them, but I've never seen one over two, two and a half. Definitely the average about two, two and a half, if not two. And two is probably the average to be honest. But no, there's definitely got to be a four pounder chilling there, just waiting, just waiting. Yeah, it's Lake Erie. Record everything. <laughs> record walleye, record perch, record white bass. What else is in Lake Erie? Record smallie, sheephead, record largemouth, record sheephead. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there's, I bet there's tons of state record largemouth. Oh, there's got to be. But like it's late and it's so big, like chances of you catching one. I mean, yeah, you could. You always can. <laughs> Good luck, though. <laughs> well, I also got some bourbon I've been aging that I want you guys to try. So I'm going to go get that really quick. <laughs> so right here, I got Dewar's White Label that we custom-aged in these little oak barrels. I aged this one for 30 days. It's kind of a little COVID hobby that I started. Well, me and my dad, we both got barrels, and we started to age uh, scotch and bourbon. So I'm going to let the boys try it. So go ahead, guys. Kenny, did you even taste it? Oh wow! Yeah, I think it's just isopropyl alcohol. <laughs> how, mu- how much? How much is that a bottle? Uh, this a bottle is like well, for a liter, it's thirty. What, dude? I like I like scotch. Like I drink Johnny Walker. That's the smoothest scotch I've ever had in my life. Well, the- <laughs> well, hey, thank you, thank you. I'm not kidding. That that like doesn't even taste like alcohol, dude. Just buy a, buy a, crazy. Buy an oak barrel and put it in there for thirty days and then drink it. Yeah, or I'll just come here and do a podcast and get free shots <laughs> handed out to me. Yeah, podcast open bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's kind of what we got out here in the bourbon room. Tony, what are you guys, uh, besides, you know, walleye and whatever, what else are you guys looking forward to this season? What are you guys going to try to get out in there and do? Um, I I want to do more. Um, 
I mean, I love bass fishing. I'm going to bass fish 80% of the time, but I do want to spend more time targeting um, crappie in the spring and summer and fall, um, like going after big crappies. And then um, also I kind of want to try getting on some inland walleye maybe because there's a few lakes up around me that are are known for being pretty good walleye lakes, and I've just never really tried it. Well, you just sent a message to us um, on Snapchat about uh, Devil's Lake. How's, how many walleye have been released since? Oh, it was like 200,000-some fingerlings in the past 10 years. So there's definitely like a good population in Devil's. And how many people fish Devil's like for walleye? They don't. Usually it's smallmouth, yeah. or usually they're on jet skis or wakeboarding or something else. Right. Like So, yeah, going out there on like a calm like weekday, you could probably definitely get a mess of walleye or whatever i bet you could catch some the, the ones i've seen caught out of there have been like really good ones um but well, like 18 inches and, 18, and 20 inches oh uh, like 20 plus oh really big ones so that, that's a good that, that's population. Been, that's a common theme though for a few of those lakes up there is it seems like nobody really targets them but guys catching bass fishing occasionally and there are always nice ones i remember me and uh me and kenny were fishing together and round against you and caleb and we were chasing that pike through the weeds, even though we kind of like it wasn't what we were going for. Still wanted to catch the pike, <laughs> but if I definitely caught a walleye while we were fishing for bass, I would definitely have kept that walleye for sure. Would have kept that walleye. Oh yeah, I don't. Some I, people don't even know how walleye tastes good, and it's astonishing. Yeah, I pretty much always keep them. <laughs> Kenny, what about you? What are your some What are some of the things you want to get into? Um, well, not really get into, but last year I was fishing. Or last year I bought that boat right around the time the spawn was. No, last year I bought that boat right around the time the spawn was, and I really didn't get to fish the spawn very much at all. So I, that's something I really enjoy. It's something I want to do a lot more of this spring. Some of the best fishing. You're talking about bass fishing? Yeah. Like actual bed fishing? Yeah. Yeah, bed fishing for sure. Polarized sunglasses and shallow water is what I like to do. I don't. Sunglasses and shallow water. That's your name, Ken. I don't love... I mean, largemouth fishing on beds is like, you got to be patient and you can catch some big ones, but smallmouth fishing is totally different when they're on beds. That's some of the funnest fishing you can do. Like, they want to eat. They'll eat pretty much anything you put on their bed. They'll they'll get mad and eat it. Yeah, and I think I I think I finesse fish a lot more than most people do, too. So that's kind of what I enjoy. So I, I like fishing mm-hmm. the spawn. I definitely love finesse fishing, drop shotting, net rigging, Definitely one of my new go-tos. Still love the bullet bullet weight beaver tails. Those are still my favorite, but finesse fishing with this little some light spinning gear. It's starting to become one of my favorites, definitely, especially out of a kayak. Yeah, because some of us don't have boats here, so you're fortunate enough to have a boat. you got a great deal on it. Honestly, your boat looks amazing now. You did some good work to Thanks. it. I, got, uh, I just ordered a new graph, so I got almost as much money in graphs now as I do in the boat. Jeez. Yeah, graphs are expensive. They sneak up on you. Yeah, and, it's worth it though. And every time you every time you find one you want, you find another one. You're like, oh, but that one's got this. This one's got like, one more thing like, on it. It's uh, only five hundred dollars more. You think I could spend it. another couple hundred dollars and get that? No, you got a uh, panoptics yet? No, I still can't afford panoptics. <laughs> Why not, Kenny? <laughs> I don't. I think I'm kind of waiting on it because Lawrence came out with theirs. Hummingbirds getting ready to come out with theirs. I think they're going to drop in price a lot in the next one to two years. Definitely. The competition's going to help. That's how, yeah. that's how technology is. A pant only yeah. lasts two years before other companies start releasing their own with the same technology. But then the fishing's going to suck everywhere because everybody's going to have pan optics and yeah. it's going to be wrecking all the fish. I'm also not a huge fan of the huge, like, 
you got your graft, and you got like this huge unit that you hook everything into. I'm not a huge fan of that. I feel like it's just a lot to have. Well, what's your alternative? I think eventually they'll just put it all in one, like all in the graft, all in the single unit. Like, what are you, what are you talking about now? They got a graft, yeah, and then they got this like black box that you hook all these other cords into, and then you run that to the other transducer, and so you got like it's basically two, a computer. Not yeah, your it's basically like yeah, it's basically like a computer, basically like a little desktop computer you hook everything into. So like how now what would what would you do as a fisherman or a, a developer an engineer you might add to fix that yeah well, what, not, what would your ideal situation be I'm not you? a software engineer but I think I think it'll be like I'm hoping it all becomes like side view where they take everything and you just have the transducer and then you have the head unit that I mean yeah it would take up a lot less clutter yeah everything a lot less wire mess too how is your boat Kenny's it ready to go out there and start getting some bass it's working on it it's working on it yeah what else do you need to do to it. Um, it, the motor still stutters every once in a while. It's something we're still trying to get figured out. And I've called basically every Marine shop around here and they don't work on motors from 85. They only work on stuff that has electronics. Like if they can't plug a computer into it and the computer doesn't tell them what's wrong with it, then they don't, or, or they work on Johnson Evinrude. So this is a Mercury. Yeah. Mercury's one of the best engines though, man. Yeah. But I don't know. They don't have a lot of dealers that can handle old stuff. So. <laughs> I'm just lazy, lazy mechanics, man. Yeah, lazy mechanics. Lazy. You rely on so, computers, man. So if you know what the problem is, right into the show. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, email Kenny at uh, whatever his email is. Yeah, just uh, just send me a DM on Instagram at Kaylegrand4 and tell me what the problem with my motor is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you can't. You guys can't have any description of the problem. I mean, he gave you a small one. That's all you're going to get. Just tell him what the issue is so we can get it fixed and go out bass fishing. I'm going to tell you what it's not. It's not the fuel pump because that's been completely rebuilt. I've re-ran lines all the way from the tank to there. It's got a new stator in it, and all the electronics on it that control the spark and everything are brand new. What else? So you, you did the fuel pump. You did the tubes, spark plugs. Did you mess with the carburetor? It's carbureted, right? Yeah, it's carbureted. It's got three carburetors on it, and they all work pretty good. And you, so I what? think I well, the we've kind of I've looked at it, and my cousins looked at it too. We think that the problem might be that – because the fuel pump is driven or is driven off a vacuum system, I think it might have a small leak in the manifold somewhere. So I might just get new head units for it and put that on there. Gotcha. Well, I hope for the best. I hope we get that up and running good. It's I mean, it's never I've never been stranded. I've never had to been towed in. It's just when it, when it starts to stutter, it just goes slow. You have to go like ten miles an hour. I've had to be towed in before. I was with Malachi too. That was fun. Your trolling motor battery died. Oh, when when the when the terminal like melted a hole in the whole battery, dude. They, it, oh yeah, I forgot that that even and there happened. There was battery acid, like smoke, like spewing out of my John boat. <laughs> my little John boat. There's like nothing mechanical, hardly involved in it, and the one thing that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> the good thing is, it's all <laughs> so it won't catch on fire. Yeah. It was funny. We were fishing. All of a sudden, Malachi's like, "It's smoking. What's smoking? There's a hole in my battery. <laughs> Trolling motor's not working." So we had to get towed in by, I don't forget who it was, but yeah, that was a fun time. We anchored the boat for the rest of the tournament, and it, and we actually, I think we actually finished our limit. We finished our limit. We, got, we, we had yeah, like all one pounders, but, yeah. <laughs> but we just threw the anchor out and wherever we were, <laughs> we were just casting, and I think we caught, we needed two more fish and we got them. That was a fun time, but, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember that, Lewis, when we fished together, we ran out of battery and... uh just kind of sat there like by the boat dock and <laughs> yeah on the boat for like an hour and a half and still took second place yeah we caught we didn't we you didn't even get our limit i think we only got four fish yeah they were decent size the four fish we had were decent size. they were and i think you caught all four fish i did 
Yeah, I remember I was I flipped in there, got the bite, missed the fish. I go, all right, Kenny, it's right there. First cast, Kenny throws in and catches the fish. I just I gave I almost gave up at that point. I said, Kenny, you just do all the fishing from now on. <laughs> that yeah, was, fun. was fun. That's something I want to do a lot more this summer too. Is just not really huge tournaments, but just like little tournaments with friend groups and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun when afterward you can just everybody can actually like. I don't know. Talk about yeah. There's no talk like, about fishing. You're not sitting there hiding anything, and you can just talk about it. And you know, it's just friends. Yeah. Not overly, not overly competitive, but it's enough that you know. It's fun to go out there. Like you know, you can do it for fun and fish with your friends. But it's also fun to you know fish with a partner, one of your friends, against your other friends. When you're you're still like like yeah, it's not overly competitive, yeah. but you're still trying. Like you you're said, still like, trying you really the, hard to catch. You fish. said it the perfect way. You're trying, but you're not trying to hide anything or like be super secretive. It's not super <laughs> stressful yeah. either. Yeah, if yeah, you, if you lose, it's like yeah, whatever. yeah. I'll 30, get him next week. Thirty bucks, yeah, thirty bucks buy-in. Or he'll buy the first round at the bar. Oh, no well. huge weigh-in or anything. Yeah, that's what. That's what <laughs> no, dude, that's I'm what bringing, I'm bringing, I'm bringing smoke bombs, firecrackers, you know, big old fireworks. We're gonna make a stage. I got some old two by fours out back. We'll make a stage and everything. We'll have a big old Lou Master Classic weigh-in. <laughs> we can just instead of a scale, we can just get like a little one of them little teeter totter things. You know oh, like about? the old balance the old scales. scales, yeah. Yeah, so like the biggest bag, like you put a bag on one side, and then you just add bags on the other side until one bag outweighs the other, and then that one outweighs that one. You take off the other one. <laughs> yeah, winner you, you never really know what you weigh in, but you just you know who wins. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Teeter totter weighing. That would take a long time though. <laughs> would it? I mean, you just put the one bag on there and just keep putting bags, and then you know whatever bag loses, you take it off, put it on a new bag. If it still loses, you take off, lose your bag. Okay, that actually sounds kind of fun, and I kind of want to do that. Can I have one more shot of that? You want one more? Yeah, you can have one more. <laughs> Kenny, just a little bit. I'll try to spill it this time. Try to put it in the glass instead of on the table this time. You want this one, or do you want to try something else? I'll, I'll try it. I'll try a different one. You want to try a different one too, Kenny? Yeah, sure. I'm okay. okay. I'll be right back. I mean, I love that one, but it's fine, dude. Just deprive me. Ever since, I've always liked scotch or the idea of scotch, and then I actually tried it, and I kind of liked it, so now I'm doing like the custom-age scotch, and it turned out pretty good. But this is a Buffalo Trace that my dad aged. I think there's a little sweet vermouth in here too. Uh, well, he coated the barrel of sweet vermouth, so tell me how you like it. I like that one better than the last one. Because you're a bourbon guy, not a Ooh, that one's scotch really guy. Sweet. That one's that's, really that's sweet. I, like it. I haven't sweet. tried this one. It's the first time I'm trying that one. I'm gonna give you guys a hot really tip. Uh, something I learned from my grandpa, and part partially the reason why I drink Crown too. Because each bottle comes in those little reel bags, and you or the bags that are in it, and you take them off and put them on your reels. Store your reels. Oh, you sent us a snapshot. Keeps them from getting banged up. Yeah, it keeps <laughs> them all nice, and especially if you're traveling somewhere. Dude, I had I have plenty of those. Well, start That's putting genius. them on your reels. Yeah, yeah, put them on your reels. To keep. I mean, even if you're tra- even if you put it on the reel on the uh, rod, on the, on the rod. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's good. I need to invest in some rod socks this year. I, I don't. I invest, don't have any. I need to get a new reel for my my new rod. I just got. It's, it's reelless. It ain't got a home. It ain't got a home yet. Yeah, I'm definitely need to. I, I I've <laughs> had that problem for a few years. I've had all these rods with no reels, and and just a couple weeks ago, I got three new reels to fill up my rods so well, I, I got like 10 rods that i'll actually use this year you yeah, should do what i do and if you buy a reel or buy a rod you should just go right to the liquor store and get a bottle of crown for it <laughs> oh yeah i already do that <laughs> you gotta forget about all the money you just spent <laughs> yeah. it's 
spend more money. I already do that, money. but I've been throwing the bag away is the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I got that new rod, that um, oh, 13 fishing rod, and I'm trying, I want to get a SLX DC just because I really want a, a digital, digital reel. I want to try them out. I haven't got it yet. But I'm eager, eager to use it. Kenny, don't you? Uh, didn't you just figure out a new setup for like your fly fishing or or not fly your ice fishing or whatever? No. So uh, this winter was the first time I ever sw- I bought an inline spinning reel, or I don't. What do you call them? You just call them inline reels, don't you? They're not really spin. They're not spinning. I don't. I think they just call them inline reels. But yeah, uh, that was the first. This is the first winter I ever used one of those for ice fishing. They do a lot better job. I really like them. You don't get real twist and. The one I have is by 13 Fishing. It's kind of like a bait caster where you click a button and it drops your jig down there. And it's got like a tension adjuster, so you got to adjust the tension. And if it's too low, it'll backlash real bad. But if you get it adjusted just right, it's perfect. So you hit the button, and it, uh, it you can see it going down, especially if you can see it on the graph. You see it going down, and then you just hit the reel, the handles, and it clicks. It's really what it is. is it's a freaking Center spin, pin. spin cast. Yeah. But it, but the or like a, like a, like a closed face. I think spin cast is actually the name for it. But it's like a closed faced that the spool is on its side so that the line runs straight. It, yeah, he's right. That's exactly how it is. But it's it's like open. The old because like you no, you squeeze it's open, the. Though. It's like a fly reel, but it works like a spin cast reel, like a push button spin cast. I've never seen them. Yeah, you have. It's okay, like when I you probably, go to when you go to when you go to uh, Walmart and you buy like a Zebco two hundred two. So it's a Zebco. No. The spin cast is like the underhand close face, right? That's what that is. And it's got yeah. the, the, the little the little trigger. So like you squeeze it. Yeah. And it doesn't release until you let it go. Okay. Like yeah. a, like a Zebco. Like a Zebco like like <laughs> yeah. 202. But it's, That's how but it works. It's, but it's underneath. Yeah. Like, like a, I don't, it's like the combination of a Zebco 202 and a, fly a, and a spinning reel and a fly reel. Yeah. It looks like a fly reel, but <laughs> yeah. it works like a Zebco. Yeah, I think we just got rid of the reel. That's just like what you guys are talking about. Is it encased? No, it's open. It's like a fly reel. You can see the line is completely open. H- his, mine, yeah, his is. Do you have a, do you have a picture of it? About. Yeah, I'll show you. A, a spin cast. A spin cast is enclosed. And yeah. This is this is never something you would ever want to use for regular fishing. You'd only want to use it for ice fishing because it would just oh, be a challenge huge accepted. Mess. I'm gonna go catch a world record largemouth on it. What is a world record largemouth? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be like, what, 13, 13, 14 pounds, probably? <laughs> no. I'm Michigan up. record is 13, 14 pounds. Oh, really? I bet it's like I bet it's like 28 or something. Stupid. Let me see. World record largemouth. I'm going th- I'm going 29 pounds for world record largemouth. Kenny, what's your over-under? <laughs> for world It's probably uh, not. That's probably For a what? World record well, largemouth. It's, it's probably caught in Mexico, so I'm going to say like 18 pounds. Ooh, what was your it's, guess? It's over 20. It's got to be over 20. Kenny, over or under 20? Oh, under. It's got to be 22 pounds, 4 ounces. George Perry's undefeated bass on June 2nd, 1932. 1932. Oh, gosh. He caught it in southern Georgia. Oak. Oak. Really? See if you can say that river name. It's kind of like in the middle of the middle bottom. So that's what that reel looks like. Oh yeah, so it looks just like a fly reel. But it's yeah, but it doesn't work at all like a fly reel. Okay, that Dang. one's got a trigger on it. Mine has a button on the where the handle hooks into the. One hundred and ten dollars for that reel. Yeah. Dang. They're they're more expensive than spinning reels, but 
they're, I think they're worth it. I'll take my fluke of president, put it on a mini reel, a mini rod, and uh, call that a day. Malachi, can you pronounce that river? What river? Oh, this. Yeah. Oh, here you go, Lewis. Uh, Eagle Claw, twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I'll buy it. Bet. You, can, you can get in the game for under thirty dollars. <laughs> I gotta get a shanty then too. They sell shanties for like twenty nine ninety nine as well. Akmolgi. Uh, Ak- uh, is it Ak? You think it's Akmolgi? Akmolgi River. I don't know. Uh, it's in southern Georgia. Is that what it said? The Akmolgi River. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty weird river name. Yeah, it's a freaking hog. I'm guessing that's the real picture of it right here. Yeah, that looks giant. Wait, did you look up the uh, United States record? or the like, I the just said world record. record. Oh. I looked up world record, and I guess it was caught here in the old U.S. of A. There so we go. We're good at two things, fishing. <laughs> and winning wars and winning wars back to back we're lord champs back to back about to be three in a row yeah about to be <laughs> <laughs> so Malachi when are you getting a boat uh, I've been saving and I've been look. I've been keeping an eye on the market um, I probably want to buy a house first to be honest I wish I had a couple more couple more uh thousands in my bank account so i could buy i almost i found a nice champion for 5500 uh guy was a marine mechanic so it had a mar- or mercury mechanic had a mercury motor on it and everything it was a 18 foot champion told me 5500 and i was like oof seriously yeah it, like i even asked ben about oof? it where's he uh it's dude it, oh it's already sold by now it was last year oh i was but say, i'd I buy it right now so he was like you know oh. I, I still got my car so i was like i don't need it now I wanted it, but I was like, I don't right. need it. Now. You, I can, you couldn't even car. tow it. Yeah. I got I to gotta pay off one thing at a time first, but I was like, man. That's my thing. I want somewhere to store it before I get it. <laughs> Heck, man. Go to Lowe's or whatever. Get some uh, metal, uh, metal siding. That's what I'll probably make a little overhead shelter. If I get a house without a like big enough garage, I'll probably build a little carport or something. That's all you need. Tarp over the boat, carport, open air shelter. Be nice to have a heated garage though, so I could keep it all winter long. I can just keep it in there and use not it. Not have during, to winterize it. Not winterize it because I want to use it on Erie. <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, you even told me that you don't even want to buy a bass boat anymore. You want to get like a all-purpose well, boat. I'll buy. It. I mean, I'd be willing to buy like a deeper bass boat. I, I mean, like a bigger Ranger would be all right. How um, does uh, How does Tyler's handle on the on the lake? He's got a very. He's got good, a really wide yeah. boat. Yeah, it, it handles pretty much everything you throw at it. It does pretty well. I mean, I know he doesn't like to, ideally, he doesn't want to be taking it out on Erie all the time. But, I mean, in the winter months, I mean, November, December, and then, you know, late February, early March, I like I want to be able to go on Lake Erie with it. Or else I'm wasting my time. <laughs> well, it's like what my dad wants to get. He wants to get a boat that he can take on, like, kind of smaller lakes and then, like, Erie, St. Clair, and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, we, we found a boat at this um, fishing show. It was in Novi. You, you went to Novi show with me once. I go to ago. Novi every single year, but it's it's more so year. a boat dealership than it is a yeah. fishing show anymore. Yeah. But we, me and him, found this nice boat. It was sixty k, all stainless steel, except for the flooring. The flooring was like that nice tag and textured, like I don't know what it's called, like plastic, but it's not yeah, plastic. I yeah, I know what you mean. Had the uh, it came with like. Um, like spot lock and all that jazz navigation, you know, Garmin navigation. <laughs> Sixty grand for like the perfect boat, honestly. 
and I really thought he was going to buy it there. I was sad when he didn't, but there's some good deals there, dude. There are some good deals there. I was talking to this boat salesman. I think it was, I can't remember who it was from, but it was somewhere around Detroit, somewhere up from there. But I was talking to this one guy, and I was like, "Yeah, when I graduate, I'm going to show up to this Novi shop. I'm going to buy a brand new boat." And I was like talking to him for a while, and he gave me his business card. And when I left, I just threw it in my bag. And when I got home, I dumped all my stuff out and looked at his card, flipped it over, and he said, call me when you graduate, and he wrote his number on the back of it. <laughs> Did you call him? I haven't graduated yet. I think I'm in high school. Okay, uh, yeah, fair no, enough. Are you, are you going to buy one when you graduate? No, I'm probably in the same boat as you. I'll probably buy a house first and then get a boat, like yeah. a brand-new boat. See, I don't want a brand-new boat. I'd be okay with used for my mm-hmm. first one. I'd definitely be okay with that. I'll, I'll get a I'll get a used boat. Cause I'd rather get a used haul, buy a new motor. Yeah. That's what I would do. If I was going to buy a brand new boat today, I would probably get a Lund or like a Lund style boat, like kind of like a deeper V, but with all decks on the inside. I like the Lund boats. Lund boats are really nice. So you could take it out while I fishing on the lake, or you could also put it in a little tiny uh, inland lake too. Mm-hmm. You want aluminum or you want like a fiberglass boat? Um, I don't, I'm not dead set on either one, but I kind of like the idea of aluminum. Aluminum's lighter. It means easier to maintain. Also, can take. I think you take more than fiberglass. Definitely can. But I'm I'm also set like I don't know why I'm just set on the fiberglass bass boats. I really am. Even though how much I love walleye fishing, I think it's kind of stupid. I think about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> yeah, one thing about uh, fiberglass is they're a lot heavier, so they take waves good. But oh, in yeah. an aluminum boat, you can get jarred around, but aluminum will last forever. Aluminum will last a lot longer. I think fiberglass wouldn't take more damage. That's the thing. I don't want. I don't really want aluminum because. I like I said I want to I want to have the ability to fish big water and I don't want to have to deal with getting blown around at all. <laughs> I think so. fiberglass is also way quieter. Like say if you're going bass fishing or like whatever that aluminum the vibrations will go right through that aluminum into the water, but the fiberglass kind of absorbs some of that. At least I think. I could be wrong. I don't design boats, but couldn't tell you there. I don't know. I can tell you what though my my fiberglass boat is heavy for us. For the size that it is. What do you got? You got an 18 foot? I got a 17 foot. 17 foot. And it's heavy. Basically 18. Right? Yeah. How much does it weigh? I don't know how much it weighs, but I can tell you it's heavy. <laughs> you feel it when you're pulling it? Yeah, you can feel it when you're pulling it. Where all have you taken your boat to? I drove it all the way up to the northern, uh, northwest part of Michigan. Oh, yeah, how'd that six go? Six-hour drive. It was, it was okay, but the fishing wasn't that great that week. Oh, I meant the fishing, not the drive. I don't care yeah. about the drive. <laughs> Ain't that when it was like... Yeah, the water was 85 or whatever. Yeah, the fish were, they were all suspended. They just would not bite anything. I tried everything. They would not bite a thing. You tried bobber and a wax worm? Not a wax worm, but I tried a bobber and a real worm. They wouldn't even bite that. So. It's usually bobber and a real worm gets them every time, 10 out of 10. But dang. That's like un, that's like uncharacteristically warm for that area. Oh, especially northern. I would say probably max. He gets around max is like seventy. And those are well, a little bit more than that. But those are those are real clean, clear, clear, deep lakes, so they don't get real hot up there. And this it was hot. Yeah, and those fish when it does get hot, those fish are nowhere to be found. Well, they but, go yeah. out deep. When it's hot, them. they get lazy, man. Like when when it's hot here, we get lazy. When it's like a hundred, you know, above a hundred, I don't want to go outside. I want to sit inside all day and just relax. How do you think a fish feels? <laughs> You don't want to go chasing chasing bait fish or chasing your bobber. Technically not your bobber, but you know what I'm saying. Well, boys, anything else you guys want to mention, talk about? Is there anything we, we didn't, missed? didn't cover? <laughs> that we won't, 
that we wanted to talk about. I mean, I could sit here and talk all day, but... Well, this is it. This is a crusty cast. We're back from our hiatus, as you will. Thank you, Kenny and Malachi, for coming on. Hope to see you guys again in the future soon. Sooner than later, that is. Uh, any final final statements you guys want to make? No, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me again. All right, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on again, boys, and uh, see you guys next time. <laughs>